welcome to the campfire. Oh, well, thank you for letting me pull up a log and sit next to you here. Oh, it's always nice having friends over. It was a little too cold for us to meet outside today at, what, 15 degrees right now? Mm -hmm. Uh, Negative wind chills coming tomorrow. The campfire still wouldn't keep us warm. Yeah, I I decided, you know what, uh, the the wind chill's just enough for me, though, that I only just put on a hat, and at 9 o'clock at night, I would start shoveling the driveway, so why not? (laughs) That, 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 That was my warmth here in the house that has no heat. There you go. Well, you know, normally I start this out by talking about COVID and giving an update, but people are getting vaccinated now. The United States is at like 1.1%. So I think Mm. we need to, before we go into our main topic, talk about the real topic at large, and that is GameStop stock price. (laughs) I never thought I would care so much about a Reddit topic or the stock market let alone both of those being the same thing at once this has been the wildest week of twitter of my life i just i ended up pulling up their stock and looking at six months and it was trading at five dollars six months ago i know it peaked at like 400 or something Mm -hmm. uh and today Robin Hood uh, fucked over the small guy and um, stopped trading on it so that the hedge funds could make their money back. So it closed at $193 today, Mm -hmm. even though it opened at like $469 this morning. Well, it wasn't just them. It was a couple of other places. A couple of other, you know, free trade applications were also limiting the purchase of the the app itself. Yep. And or see the app, the 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 stock itself, and th- they were giving people the option to sell it, which was just basically forcing their hands to say, "Hey, you know what? Uh, we need really, really need you guys to sell this so that we can minimize the amount of loss we have here." And Everyone would have that, but um, about an hour and a half ago, I started seeing on Twitter that due to political pressure, apps like Robinhood may reopen selling and purchasing of GameStop as of tomorrow morning at the start of clo- at the start of uh, of the uh, the session. Yeah, and it's already pre-sale, an additional three hundred points. Oh, that, see, that's that's what it's showing overnight right now. After outside of market hours, basically the, the last I saw. Let's see the. So it closed at one ninety three. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's currently after market at three fifteen right now. Oh, okay. So maybe I just misinterpreted and that three fifteen is what it's currently at. Yep. Yeah. Oh man, so, it's all, all these suits and whatnot are just quaking. I. I bet they're just crapping themselves. And I hesitate to call my brother. My brother lives on Long Island. He's He works in financials, not, you know, like stock markets and bonds and whatnot. But he certainly has a decent amount of his money invested in funds and whatnot. And I'm sure this might be playing havoc on my niece and nephew's, you know, inheritance <laughs> in some form. But Yeah. All I can think of is... People are going to get bored with this at some point. 
GameStop stock is going to crash again. And GameStop, the company, is going to be hurting after this. Because I think I heard something around their top investor made $5 billion at peak this week because of how high it was trading. Mm-hmm. Something so, like that. And I know they're doing it with other stocks, too. I think AMC got hit. Uh, even at one point today, my joke's been, let's take Sears to 150. Oh, I've been and, following that. Oh, yeah. And Sears was trading double what it was trading yesterday at one point. So it was trading at 64 cents at one point today mm-hmm. from its 32 cents yesterday. Man, it's this is uh, now that Reddit has opened the floodgates of stock trading, especially we're going to see some incredibly huge changes in how the market operates moving forward. Uh, you ever heard of Dogecoin? Yes, I have. I had never heard of it until today. They have been operating at like 0.002 of a cent for years. They are now almost worth five cents a, a bit. And they're still rising when last I checked before we jumped on a call. And part of me is just like, well, if I spend $50, I'm technically getting what? Five, there are 2,000 shares of, you know, of this. Should I just invest in that and see where it goes? You know, how much profit am I making back on this potentially? I did the math when I was joking about Sears. Uh, If we could get Sears to 150 and I put $100 into Sears stock, when it was trading at $0.32, cents, I think the math came out to I'd walk away with about fifty grand if I sold when it reached 150 <laughs> So, And it's perfect. That- oh, sorry. You, I, I lost you for a second there. Yeah, no, I'm just like, that would be amazing. Oh, it was just, but it was so perfect timing. While I was... Uh, you know, putting together some shelving in my office this evening. I was watching Man of Steel, and one of the fights mid-movie ended up right in front of a Sears, and all I could think of was, like, this is this is it. This is the world telling me I have to pull out my wallet and start buying up these shares, just like Jake's been telling me. Otherwise, I'm missing out on, you know, the Man of Steel himself telling me that this is a huge financial opportunity. Yeah, it would be quite amazing to. Just... I, I can't. I can't imagine that. I mean, I just a lot of these guys. I've read posts that are just wanting to, you know, mess up the market. They want to have these guys just eat it. They don't care about their own money. These these are like, hey, I've been living paycheck to paycheck. This. This hundred dollars I'm throwing at this doesn't matter to me. I'm just going to keep throwing money at this or the the money I've already put into it. I don't care if I lose it. I just want to give you the middle finger and you've been talking down to me for years. Earlier, I don't know if you saw it on uh, CNBC. Some guy um, was, you know, he's some contributor, but he's like right wing stock market, you know, mutual fund genius guy who's been around for a bit, I guess, was just like this fair trade bullshit. He literally used those words. And I'm just sitting there like, 
So you don't you really don't care about the market being fair if it's not successful for you. Thank you for showing your hand and and demonstrating that. Well, we all know, you know, what if a hedge fund manager had to skip his Starbucks tomorrow oh or God. couldn't get the next iPhone on launch day? What? They w- it would be worse or couldn't buy Puerto Rico. It, it's just a sad, sad time. I don't even know how to how to deal with it. Oh, it's it just I want to feel bad for the people at the bottom who are putting their money into these funds for the sake of retirement and whatnot. But at the same time, they're not the ones who are trying to make the most money out of this. That's these jackasses who are literally trying to rob an already hurting company in order to make themselves richer. And that's just mind blowing me to me, you know? Yeah, I I don't even really fully understand what short trading is, but it's like buying high with the expectation it's going to crash and there's a lot to it. There was something I read that, that there's like a really nice nice mathematical analogy to it. So you I have a stock that I know is on its way down, but I need to make money grow from it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to sell it to you who's like a broker or something to that effect. I sell it to you for 10 bucks and with the agreement that I'm going to buy it back from you at a specific time or within a specific time frame. And so I've made my $10 by selling it to you. But say in a week, I'm going to buy that stock back from you for $7. I've got my stock but I've also made a profit. I got it now. So that's that this is happening. These these mutual funds sold in mass all of these GameStop GameStop stocks to a broker. I believe that's the term, and I'm sure there are those out there who know this better than me. And someone on um. I can't think of the name of the the Reddit uh, subreddit, but um, they were they Wall got Street wind of it. Bets. Thank you, Wall Street bets. Yeah, and they just said, you know what, we're gonna buy them all up. And these got these this mutual fund had no choice because they have a legal agreement with whomever they sold the stock to originally to buy it back at its current cost. And its current cost is hundreds of dollars more than it was before. And if they're selling thousands upon thousands of these stocks that's as we're currently seeing at least the last we checked was 15 billion dollars and now they have to file for bankruptcy i mean it's insane that the system is designed like that but these guys literally designed it so that they only could win and now we've got proof that a fair market is not working in their favor. They're going to try and shut it down. And it's just mwah, chef's kiss to it. I don't care if the economy implodes at this point. It, it really doesn't. You can point out that the top dudes in these suits are not the end all be all of it all. And I'm, I'm absolutely just enthralled by it and learning so much at the same time. Yeah. I saw uh, one of the short traders uh, um, take out a $30 billion loan, I believe. Uh, to prop themselves up from their losses. So, you know, that loan we can all walk into the bank and get $30 billion. 
Yeah. Hey, if you have a nice enough suit, 100% you can. Yeah. You could just walk in with the Conor McGregor $1 million watch, you know? True. I mean, it's just, you know, be ready for people to tell you how god-awful and gaudy that thing looks. Yeah. Well, you know who I could see short trading? Uh Abstergo Industries. Ah. Seamless. Nailed it right, <laughs> right out the <laughs> gate there. <laughs> so that brings us to Assassin's oh, Creed. Uh, a game series which I love, but have not played all the games. I fell off for a while. I missed uh, like between 3 and um, Odyssey. I missed most of them. I think I played Black Flag, but... I didn't play Rogue, and I think there was another one in there. Syndicate? Syndicate. I missed yep. those ones. So so since 3, Black, we've had, um, why am I drawing, um, I'm drawing a blank, uh, Liberation, which was the PS Vita exclusive that's now been ported over to Xbox and PlayStation. Um we had Rogue, which came out with um, Unity, but was sort of an older Xbox 360 exclusive at the time. Um, Unity was great in terms of its environment and actual gameplay, but until it wasn't broken. Then you had Syndicate, and then Origins, then Odyssey, and then now we've got Valhalla. Yes. If I'm not mistaken, those are your key core ones that aren't the platformers that oh have been yeah out there. yeah because there's been a couple of those i think there was a 3ds or a ds assassin's creed yeah. game yeah there was an uh, old school ds that was like one of those uh like 2d but in a weird diagonal movement pattern yeah There was also a cell phone game that I kind of got addicted to for a while that was like Fallout Shelter-esque version of Assassin's Creed. Yeah, so um, this is one of the things I don't like about Skype. It keeps freezing. We tried to use Zoom. I I think it might have been my network. I'm at a place in my house where it keeps trying to bounce between my actual Wi-Fi and my extension um, my repeater. So I just forced it to just go only to the repeater. <laughs> Sorry. No worries. You got to just run a cable there. Yeah. That's the last thing I need. <laughs> <laughs> Drill holes. No, in I've walls, got the, all that fun oh, stuff in this house. No way. And we were not doing anything more to this house until we sell it. <laughs> oh, I mean, with the market yeah. being what it is, I don't see why not. You know, we all control the market. Apparently, all those numbers are arbitrary as it is. So, yeah. well, money's not real. Uh, <laughs> no. People made it up and then they said, oh, we can just print more of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, going back to Assassin's Creed. Uh, yes. One of the things that really got me addicted to the Assassin's Creed franchise, starting with one, is I loved the. overall story of it both the modern story and the whole assassins templar story and one Mm. of the i think more disappointing things recently is that's gotten super blurred 
with the hidden one and then the order of ancients. And then I know you haven't beat Valhalla yet, but they're starting. It feels like they're starting to bring stuff back with the modern story in it. Um, it definitely felt like Odyssey had more modern story. And then I think the other thing I don't like in this start with Odyssey is you have to play the DLCs. They're like part of the story now. Well, to 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 your last point first, that's how it used to be with a lot of computer gaming. Think of the old Warcraft games, specifically Warcraft 3. You wouldn't get the full story unless you played the expansion to Warcraft 3 and got all those little tidbits that you could take along with you into um, into the world of Warcraft. You know, same concept here. I mean, you, you get the core game, but you're missing out on like these little tidbits here and there that at the very least with what I've played of Valhalla so far make a lot more sense because they'll make reference to it in a vague way just to be like, oh yeah, this thing happened, but it's clearly not that important. But then you as the player are sitting there wondering, wait, how did we get to this? And why are they referencing that? I don't understand what. So I get your point, but at the same time, it's not new to video games. It's, it's just new to consoles, I think. And I think that's what it is it's new to councils like dlcs didn't used to be that important to the story Mm -hmm. they were just more content usually now they're actually storyline content so i mean i would argue that the price of an assassin's creed game if you want to get the full story is now a hundred dollars not sixty dollars yeah well i mean for any new game now if you get it for the next gen or the now current gen ps5 xbox series x you're spending 70 bucks as it is. The new default price is looking to be 70 bucks. So that's only just going to irk people even more to be like, hey, you know, I thought I was paying for a full game. Wait, I'm not? Yeah. Oh, and you're charging me $10 more for the same thing if I were to get it on the older console? I'm confused. <laughs> oh, yeah. When I finally get the new consoles, I'm buying Cyberpunk on the ps4 and then using that free upgrade on the ps5 and hopefully cyberpunk's working by then oh as as a person who has ps4 version cyberpunk i can tell you the glitches are spectacular you that like people will go missing i will get stuck in a wall my personal favorite still stands as i turned a corner didn't like i was just walking just walking down the street turned a corner out of an alley and over the side of a highway Three motorcycles. I just hear a boom, and three motorcycles just go flying up <laughs> over the highway and then just land right in front of me. And I just sat there like, the hell? What the hell was that? I actually had a funny one on Valhalla. I was playing the other day. I'm playing post-game content now. And I went to go do a raid, and I took my ship and actually like hit land. So the ship was on land. Mm-hmm. Went and did the raid. Got back on the ship, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to see if I can get unstuck from here or if I'm going to have to fast travel and then call the ship or something. Started oaring backwards, and out of nowhere, my ship jumped 50 to 100 feet into the air, (laughs) flipped like five times, then landed back in the water normally. (laughs) Please tell me you recorded that. I didn't. Wait, wait, wait. you you didn't hit that share button immediately? 
No, I didn't. Oh, whenever I, I get that stuff, I'd immediately hit share. Just be like, I'm filming the last 15 seconds of life right here. Like, that was really fun. So, oh, man. Other than the, that, the, actually, the Assassin's Creed hasn't been too glitchy other than that. No. Uh, and we Even in the reviews for the most recent Valhalla, you know, they, they'll say, oh, it's, it's, it's kind of glitchy. It has some problems. And then, but of course, this came out before we had cyberpunk level of catastrophe. And I'm just like, oh, okay. I stabbed a guy next to a hail bay. And instead of knocking him down like the animation started to, suddenly I'm standing up and lifting him up into the air. That was weird. <laughs> okay, that that's the worst I've gotten so far. Yeah, I had some weird ones around the Yuletide Festival. So I had a bunch of random game crashes around the Yuletide Festival, normally based around right after I would go to uh, a vendor in a city and sell my trinkets, I would walk away, the game would crash. Um, That stopped. And then there was one point where I literally had an arrow stuck in my hand. Everywhere I went. So if I was holding my axe, there was still an arrow stuck in my hand with the axe. Uh, in cut scenes, when I was talking to Ranvi, the arrow was there. Like, I put the knife in the world map, and my hand had the arrow in it still. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, fast travel, and it'll go away. It did not go away when I fast traveled. I had to... Because they did not make it clear how to leave the Animus in this copy of the game. Mm-hmm. I had to look up the directions on how to leave the Animus leave the animus and go back in and then the arrow was gone you didn't want to be avor the arrow handed for the rest of the game <laughs> I did not want to be avor the arrow handed you know since we're talking about valhalla before we get into like the storyline of assassin's creed and the tenets of the assassins versus the templar i gotta talk to you about something about valhalla that and even um odyssey that i didn't know I played as the male version of the characters in both games. Mm-hmm. In Odyssey, I knew that it was meant for Cassandra to be the canon uh, version of the character. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not know going into Valhalla that Eivor's canon version was female. Mm-hmm. Because all the marketing was male Eivor. Even the Funko Pops are male Eivor. And, like, when I f- played that first mission, I'm like, I think Eivor's a little girl. I don't think this is a little boy. Like, I just don't. Mm-hmm. And then I get to the choice, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to play male Eivor because everything so far has been male Eivor. Like, and I'm like, I found out later that I'm like, oh, female Eivor was the canon character. Yep. And uh, th- th- I think because uh, I had that spoiled for me towards the end um, that if you choose, if you let the animus choose um, at the very end, it'll t- give a note that the actual lore Avor is the female one, not the male one. So this brings up a perfect segue into what I was talking with you about before we started here, and that is the AC Sisterhood. Yes. They are a movement that started on Twitter back in about, I want to say, late June, early July of 2020, if my memory serves me correctly. 
Uh, it was started by this woman whose name escapes me, but she goes by the Twitter handle Kulpreet Virdi. That's K-U-L-P-R-E-E-T-V-I-R-D-I. Again, Kulpreet Virdi or Magister Maya. She started it, hashtag AC Sisterhood, based around a lot of the fandom of the women assassins in general lore. And then around that time, all of it started coming out about Ubisoft and the, the dudes, you know, having a lot of like men don't or men sell, women don't. Duh, 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 duh. And that the executives were, you know, forgive the phrasing here, just shitting all over any female uh, protagonist. I mean, hell, even the original Origins was supposed to be the story for um, Aya. She was supposed to be the original protagonist for AC Origins. Really quick, she was such a better character than Bayek. Exactly. Right? Which just... Because you've played Origins, obviously. Yeah, so I've played the three new uh, ones. Origins, Odyssey, Valhalla. Gotcha. So did it like confuse the ever-living hell out of you when that game started as Bayek and suddenly he's in the middle of a fight? Yeah, and his son, and it, it's it, it confused the hell out of me too. There was a deep dive and investigation that went through. Uh, I've watched a couple of or listened to a couple of podcasts from you know the AC Sisterhood and women who are a part of that you know fandom. They interviewed the woman who voiced Aya, and originally that part was supposed to be further down the plot line, and Aya was supposed to have been investigating um, part of the the hidden ones at that time and it was supposed to follow her story but again the executives jumped in they said women don't sell we don't like this you know this is such a stupid thing make it a man blah 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 and you know so once that came to light again in 2020 especially with cassandra being obviously what was supposed to be the the true uh protagonist of the of the of that game and you could tell that the shoehorned in uh, male voice was in there. His acting was pretty bleh from one voice actor to another. I'm very sorry. I apologize. I am in no position to criti- criticize, but here I am doing it anyway. Um, and the same concept here. You know, I, I get it that to, you know, you want to sell to what sells. And I know that it's a male-driven industry, but it's definitely a fan base that should jump has the opportunity to jump out on the leap, literally (laughs) take a leap of faith (laughs) and market to the women. Cause so many women I see responding to that hashtag are like, I had no idea that there was going to be a female option because there's only been to your point, male marketing. All of them have been males. Yeah. And to that same point, like, I play games for stories. I have no qualms with playing a female character to, you know, get through the story and tell the story. And if that's what canon's supposed to be, I almost wish I had done that. But also the way I game is if there's the choice and it's a creative character, especially if I can like, you know, with Avor, you can change hairstyles and beard styles and stuff. I usually pick the male character just because I like that aspect of it. But if they had come out and said, no, female Avor is the character, that's who you're going to play as, 
I would have been like, okay, I'm still going to play it. It's an Assassin's Creed game. It does not make a difference to me. Same thing with like Tomb Raider, you know. I don't get an option to play between uh, Laura Drake and, and Lara. <laughs> Lawrence Croft, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but even in Mass Effect, I played as male Shep and, you know, can't or Shepard. I can't wait for the new Mass Effect re-releases on PlayStation 5 if I can find a PlayStation 5 before the game comes out. But right. You'll have retired by the time that that system releases. Yeah. But uh, I just... I wish I had known that. I wish Ubisoft didn't even give us the option. Just right. have us play as the canon character. Yeah. It's it's such a it, it's such a close mind narrow minded. I, I close minded, narrow minded, pick your poison on that one. But it, it's definitely not open minded to say, hey, well, these are the statistics. This is what the this is what the analytics say, and I get it. You know, you're a company first, and then you're an artistry second. But you're still going to sell this just because a vocal minority is going to step up and say, "Ah, oh, SJWs and the women's burp derp der." Just because a couple of dudes on Reddit, 4chan, and you know, Parler are going to jump in and say you're ruining what is America's game, despite being made in France. If I'm not mistaken, that's actually where they're based out of is is France, right? I thought they were Quebec. Yes, you're right. I mean, I'm sorry. might as well be France. France. But well, you know, French-Canadian, France, you know, same idea. You, yeah. Um, but it, it's uh, that that's where, you know, you, you've got this whole movement now. You actually literally have a movement that designed its own symbol that actually is in the game. That, you know those tattoos that you yeah, psychotically chase around? I noticed around? it was an AC Sisterhood tattoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, someone designed it, uh, ironically, a man designed that symbol for the movement. Um, he's worked, you know, strictly with uh, Col- with uh, with um, Colpreet, um, and they designed it together. And the programmer said, we love you guys so much. Here, we're going to take your symbol as you have it, and we're just going to staple it onto the back of Avor. Whether it be a man or a woman, you get to have that tattoo. I mean, the devs are right there. The fan base is there, minus a vocal minority. So take that leap of faith, you know? Don't do the thing that your your Pro, your antagonist system, the you know the whole of Abstergo and the the hidden one or not hidden ones, the uh, forget what they call themselves in the the current iteration, but uh, the Order, of, Order Ancients. of Ancients, yeah, the Order of Ancients, yeah, seriously. Uh, can I just say, side note, I, I to your point that you made earlier, they you know they're trying to bring back some of the 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 stuff we're familiar with. You I mean we're we're very close to. Uh, um, Altair's time that the the ring finger is missing for those guys and she just yeah. makes a nod of I'm going to wear it like this because it looks like it'll still work and I don't want to have the accident that happened to you guys and I just love that it's like great it was a cool thing that made this society really great but we get to have a little bit more originality to it and we have that nod and we still have okay here's a an assassin if you will that still kind of lives to the new stuff that we've been working on over the last 13 years of this series. 
Yeah, and I do got to say, like, going more into the story at this point, like, I loved that scene in um, Origins where Bayak loses the finger to the hidden blade. Uh, and we find out where that tradition started because of mm-hmm. that. Like, they are doing really good with that part of the story. But, like, I don't know what really brought me into Assassin's Creed is, like, in Assassin's Creed 1, you know, this Templar verse. Uh, assassin story with the apple of eden and i i forget what the secret item was in assassin's creed one but i seeked out all of those that gave you the cut scene that showed you adam and eve stealing the apple i don't think we had that i think that only started in the second one was that in the second one yeah where you would go you would find the glitches as you're going around the city and you would have to find the apple hiding in old pieces of Renaissance art. And when you found all 16 of them, that subject 16 or 15 or whoever was the one that was going crazy, when you found all of them, then it opened up that whole thing of Adam and Eve running through what was the ancient times and whatnot. That was yeah. the first one of it. And that's when they really started to deep dive into the the ancient ones. Yeah, so I love that they brought that back in. Mm-hmm. Um, in this game as platforming, uh, puzzles. Um, <laughs> yeah. but I, lo- I love that stuff. So I love that whole story. You know, the, they were called the precursors, I believe originally. Now they're the Isu, mm-hmm. the great disaster. Um, you know, the, the conflicting philosophies between the Templars and the assassins, like the, Nothing is true. Everything is permitted. And then the ironies and then the never let poison stay your blade or whatever the whole thing was. Cause like poison was a bad thing to use at first. And then it came back in these games that they use poison, like mm. all this stuff. Like I remember it being a thing that they could not use poison originally. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Like, it was a bad thing to do because I don't know. We still haven't like figured out. It was like a cowardice thing or something yeah. like that. Oh, and I'm man. like, that whole story was just so amazing. And then it just kind of went off the rails. Like I remember, was it Assassin's Creed 2? Where or, I can't remember if it was 2 or Brotherhood or one of the ones that was within the 2 trilogy. Where um, the Isu makes Desmond kill Lucy. And it is I was the, like, yeah, it's the end of Brotherhood. It's the end of Brotherhood? Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, what is like going on? Mm-hmm. And I think what happened, if I remember right, is they fired the lead writer midway through three. And mm. he actually was going to end it at three. It was going to be a trilogy. And they were like, no, 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 this game makes too much money. You're not going to end it. So they found a way to keep it going. And I almost wish I could have seen what the ending was going to be with Desmond. In an alternate universe that does exist. (laughs) Yeah. The ending. But like, you know, I brought up the, the Assassin's Creed and I loved like, the three ironies when we found those out under, I think we find those out with Ezio. Um, 
The assassins seek to promote peace but commit murder. The assassins seek to open the minds of men but require obedience of rules. Right. And the assassins seek to reveal the danger of blind faith yet practice it themselves. Was that Revelations? I think that might have been Revelations. It was found through Altier's Codex. But I yeah, thought... Yeah, that, that would be Revelations then. Because that was when we brought back Altair and had that weird people doing it memory <laughs> yes yes um but i'm like this game had such amazing lore that just kind of felt like it fell off uh, especially in black flag like i loved black flag but it was also the most confusing of the assassin creed games like bringing in the sages and like the fact that you were just some dude in Abstergo Industries plugging into the Animus, living someone else's memories that had been stolen from them. Like, I'm like, what? This yeah. is just... The, huh? the modern day lore was very, very weird. And, and but, I, but I did kind of like that. It took me a couple playthroughs of Black Flag to appreciate what they were trying to do. They were like, well, a writer tried to end the series completely, so now we have to pull out some rabbit out of our hat here to say... Well, we really want to keep you playing, so let's have something a little bit meta here. You are playing the game developed by Abstergo Technologies that is a virtual reality of the bloodline of a dead man. I mean, that, that was literally it. They even say at the beginning of that game, they're just like, you are here playing through the memories of a donor by the name of Desmond Miles, and you... I'm just sitting here like, okay, that is a little bit creepy, but also kind of cool that you kind of made that shoehorned in plot twist just so you could keep the series going. Yeah, you know, I I did find it interesting, too, that the modern day segments in Black Flag were in first person. Mm -hmm. That Same was an thing interesting with Syndicate. twist. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, like, I just felt like they lost that whole thing. And, you know, I loved that conflicting view of what to what the isu were and what the humans wanted to do with the isu technology like the templars really believed that humans didn't deserve freedom and that there was an elite force that could use the isu technology to control humanity and bring humanity into the future and the templars were like no freedom 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 at any cost and or the assassins, I mean, and they were like killing people to provide freedom. And I was yeah. like, this philosophical argument, like the twist in Assassin's Creed three, when you find out the first, I don't know, two, three hours of the game, you're playing as a Templar and not an assassin. Yeah. Like, and they started three, I think is where we started to get a little bit more, more gray area between the two factions right and i think that's what they were trying to say with uh rogue i think it was that you know that you that because rogue was you know an assassin quite literally going rogue and leaving the order and joining up with the uh with the 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 templars you know because you know they saw where the where the hypocrisies lie and what have you. I, to be fair, I have not played that game. I've only just watched video recaps of it. 
just because, you know, at that point I had already moved on to Black Flag and on to Unity. But uh, it's it, there is now an opportunity, and I have yet to finish Valhalla. There is a huge opportunity to make the lore deeper. And I would love to see the option to choose a story or have a story where you choose between a Templar or an assassin. Or you play from the vantage point of both throughout the story. And the actions you take with one impact the actions the the story of the other and and vice versa. That would be really cool to have. You're creating a story that you don't know is going to happen, the outcome of, because you are literally creating it based on the choices of these guys as the story goes. So first of all, let me say, uh, at some point uh, while you're playing Valhalla, leave the Animus and go to Layla's computer. There's audio files on it. Mm-hmm. Like so, I went and did some of that stuff, and there's two like very long, like almost five minute a piece audio files of Desmond talking yes. to Sean, and they're absolutely amazing. I got those the first time that she was out. I have yet to leave the Animus after that initial conversation. So, so you don't really leave the Animus at all in this game, like. I decided to leave the Animus at one point and I had to look up directions like that. You have to go to the maps field. And then when you're in the maps field Press in like the left. bottom right corner, yeah. it says, and I was Arrow like, Oh, down or something. I yeah. was like, I did not know this. Um, but, uh, how far are you in Valhalla? I have just liberated London. Okay. So you're maybe halfway through. They, oh, wow, already? Uh, London, I would say, is about the halfway point of the story. If you're mm. not going to go do any of the side stuff, um, it's about the halfway point of the story. Yeah. Okay, because I've been doing a lot of stuff. Like, a lot of it. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a lot of side stuff to do. I didn't love the way they did the side missions in this game. Like, the really quick, like... Mysteries, mystery stuff, but some of the other stuff they have in there, like the order, and then there's some secret weapons in the game that I don't want to spoil that were a lot of fun to hunt down. Um, so that stuff was really cool, but this game's ending really expanded upon the story and. I say ending because I've read a couple articles that I agree with now that the game's ending, or at least the real ending, is before the last mission of the game. There's like an extra mission in the game that's just there to set up the fact they're going to have DLCs Okay. after the ending of the game. So. Gotcha. Okay. All right. All right. But I, uh... man, does it expand the story in such a crazy crazy way alright well I'm going to get off this call now I'm going to go jump into my playstation and we'll <laughs> go from there alright oh, I, I, I just I, I'm really liking that they're kind of getting back to the nitty gritty of it I just don't I don't like the lack of actual assassin order stuff I mean right from the get go we meet um the Haytham or Hytham? Hytham and uh, 
Bossom. Yes. That you so so yeah. we, we meet these two guys right from the kickoff. But no one really, they, they just kind of say, ah, here's the instructions on how you assassinate someone, like as if it's happening for the purpose of a video game. That's it. Nothing more about our order. No more yeah. lore. No more and actually indoctrinating you. Blah, blah, blah. Eivor never becomes an assassin, but he does so, she does so much for them. Mm-hmm. Like, so I did all the side quests to find the old hidden one buildings mm-hmm. in uh, England. And that really expands upon the lore. You have hidden ones, pretty much assassins. I I mean, this game does not take place that far before Assassin's Creed 1. So they turn into assassins relatively quick. Yeah, isn't um, it like 200 years before it? Two or 300. Like, it's not that long before it. Um, but yeah, like, it... it definitely starts bringing the lore back in a very very awesome way so okay all right uh, all right cool cool i gotta ask you you know you've had a couple interactions with odin so far right now where when he's about to or when eivor's about to do a decision odin talks to you right yeah have you and this is not a spoiler at all because like There's nothing there to this. Every time he talks to Eivor, I'm like, I feel like Odin's pushing Templar philosophy onto Eivor. Like, get revenge. Like, the very first one where Odin talks to you, it's that bodyguard of the the king. And he's like, well, he disrespected you. You should kill him. I don't and know I'm about like, that. I, I never really thought of it that way. The whole time I'm keep thinking to myself, well, he's probably an Isu. And that's how he's interacting with me in this memory. Because the, 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 the memories, even from the first game where when you assassinate someone, you're floating about in the animus and you're holding the dead person as you talk to him. And then at some point, those assassinations became walking, talking conversations. I don't know how that evolved. I think uh-huh. uh, Origin, at least as far as I know, Origins was the first one to have that. Okay, I thought I thought it might have even gone uh, further back as into like Unity or something like that. Again, those were the ones I missed, so gotcha. It could have had those. It, but regardless, I, I, I just I forgot my point. Uh... <laughs> oh, Odin talking, uh, and he's yeah, Nisu. I... Yeah, I think he's I think he's an Isu, and uh, I mean I'll be not surprised if I'm wrong in every way, and that he there's no importance to it, and it's just her having a fever dream every time she murders someone of significance. Uh, I have to say, um, one of the side quests that I don't feel like should have been a side quest, I feel like it should have been main story. Um, build, you're gonna reach a point where Volka, the seer, shows yep. up in your village, build her hut, and then do her side missions where you get uh, stoned on psychedelics. I've done the, the first one, and I found 29 of 30 stones. I cannot find the 30th damn stone, and I wonder if I have to do the second sequence of dreams in order to find it. So have you completed the whole 
first sequence you have the to whole complete... first sequence yeah. yeah yeah i've done that i've gone through and i've done the, the spoilers for anyone um i've done the whole hey i've clearly taken over the body of odin himself the all-father um and we you know had the had it out with uh loki blah 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 and the wolf and he sired the wolf or brought it into asgard dot 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 so i've gone, done all of that and all the side missions and mysteries there but I can't find so you, the last stone. You don't need to do the second set. There is a hidden door after you fight the painter guy. And there's a, a stone hidden there that's locked till that very last mission. So. Okay. I ended up having to use a guide for those because I wanted the five skill points because I had so many of them at that point. Right, and you, you can only turn them in when you have all 30. Yes. Yeah. Ah. Um, did you do the leap of faith, or did you use the teleporter every time you went to Asgard? Um, I'm not understanding the question. So, wait, wait, wait. When so, you... when you started out, you're in his throne, right? Yeah. Behind his throne is a teleporter that oh. takes you down, but you can also jump off into the water and do a gotcha. leap of faith. Oh, I do that. I do the leap. I the first time I got there, I I did the teleporter because I didn't know that there was a cliff that I could do a synchronize on. So I, I did. I was doing all these other things, and then I was like, "Man, I have to go back to the castle." And then I realized I missed the sync point. That is literally right next to the chair that I start at. What the hell? So, but ever since then, I always jump off it because it does that weird shaky camera thing like, holy crap! It is one of the greatest leap of faith in the Assassin's Creed franchise. Yeah, because you, I've never seen that happen before. Yeah. I've seen higher leap of faiths, but for some reason, that one is the one that you feel the turbulence. Like, you are literally shaking in the camera. It gets blurry, and I'm like, oh, the G-Force is... Hey. Hello there. My computer just crashed. Oh, no. Well, everybody here. Uh, uh, the, the call is still going. There was a silence there because Jake had dropped. <laughs> it says boot device not found. Please install operating system. What? Your, yeah. Your entire boot. No. Yeah. Did you... Did your hard drive just, just like, get fried? It shouldn't have, but it just had that very, 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 very large Windows update that it had to reinstall BIOS after. Computer's only, like, six months old. Oh, no. Well, I've got Geek Squad on it, so... Oh, damn, that sucks, man. Well, I just powered it off and uh, powered it back on. Apparently, we're still recording, so I'm just going to finish this from my cell phone. Cool. Can you still hear me? I sure can. All right. This is different, finishing a podcast from a cell phone. Mm. Welcome to technology. Hey, at least we were able to keep it going, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Seamless. yeah, I mean, oh, okay, so I just powered off the computer and powered it back on, and it did a full recovery, and now it's back. But 
Yeah. Um, uh, there's so much with this Assassin's Creed that's very, very uh, awesome. But I just, I want to get back to that original story. See, the thing that I feel they would need to do is to make it a bit more linear. And make it a little bit more, more like the second game. Because in, in AC2, you had instanced areas. And you had places you could be around. As soon as they gave us Assassin's Creed Black Flag, that was when I think it became too much. And then they were validated by games like Witcher 3, where you have this spectacular world. But the thing that made Witcher 3 so great was that the world made sense with you being a a monster hunter everyone knew you were a monster hunter so they treated you because like a, a demon a monster hunter yourself whereas in assassin's creed your whole point is to be quiet and in the dark and in the shadows and you're not doing that when you're out in the world and you're certainly not going to be recognized for it so I don't know, the, the lore itself would require the gameplay to take a massive drastic step backwards in terms of what's available to the player currently. I gotta say, though, I, I'm not sure every game needs to be as open world. I feel like open world games have become so popular, but a lot of open world games aren't the greatest game on the face of the planet um for example like i think fallout really brought the open world craze you know out there but i don't mind a little bit of a rail uh final fantasy 7 remake is definitely on a rail you reach points where you can't go back and you're mm -hmm. stuck in that area um i mean i hope final fantasy 7 remake 2 is a little bit more open world once you're out of midgard because that's what an RPG is in that style. But, like, not every game needs to be open world. And I feel like Assassin's Creed has decided it needs to be open world. So it's open world just for the hell of it. Yeah, it, it definitely... I, I agree with you completely. Because, at least for me, I still say that Assassin's Creed 2 is, is my favorite. Because it gave me that exploration... It lived within its timeline, but the, the the story was so concise. Everything that you were doing made sense. Even the small, annoying action of finding all the GD feathers out oh, in, God. in Italy. That still made sense. Your dead brother used to collect those. Can you do this in memory of your dead brother just so you can have some closure to his death you know like it's such a stupid thing but it's still kind of cool like even that mechanic made sense and it was only within the walls of the cities that you were in that this would exist and i'm just thinking to myself like damn that's still smart but now we just have here's a dude that happens to live here oh by the way here's a rotting tree that you have to shoot an arrow at some sort of weird pal talisman for some reason you as a viking you, you you sense the darkness around you time to kill this thing that's in a tree Oh, yeah, I freaking hate the tattoos 
thing in the new game. Oh, chasing the tattoos? Yeah. Yeah. So annoying. They tried. Isn't that something they brought back from uh, Assassin's Creed 3 where you're trying to find Ben Franklin's pages? Yep. That yeah. and the Karn Stones. I don't think I've gotten those yet. Uh, they're little things where you have to stack stones. They're very oh. similar to Bayak's star. Yes. Things. Yeah. Oh my god! I've only gotten one of those. I've only that, that's They're that's the only one so I've done. So annoying. Yep. So, yeah, I really hope they can get back to the lore. I want to see more with Abstergo. I felt like Abstergo was more of a bad guy than they are now, but that's because they've really kind of dropped the modern lore. Mm-hmm. So. And- there's there's opportunity abound with it you know there's always been and most you hear a lot of people say i don't care about the modern lore i play the game so i can go back in time and you know influence history it's like okay cool but this now has its own lore we've been playing this game for 13 years let's establish its own history here and you know cement it yeah, where's our Assassin's Creed 1 remake in this day and age? That was Xbox early Xbox 360 days. Yeah, I played it on PlayStation. Because I don't think... it If it was an exclusive, it ended up coming out on PlayStation at one point. No, I don't think it was ever an exclusive. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But I just remember reading the the Game Informer magazine for PlayStation for Assassin's Creed Two, and it was Renaissance Italy, and I was like, I don't know what this game is, and so I got the first one. I was like, This is effing awesome! <laughs> yeah, uh, I love this game series. So it kind of brings me. So I usually do a segment two where we talk about a conspiracy theory, and I was <laughs> trying to think of a good one for today, and. All I can think of is ancient civilizations because of Assassin's Creed. Like, you know, this concept that there was an intelligent civilization before us. And I will say one of the great things in Valhalla has been it's kind of explored this um, when you find some of the secret text and stuff in it because it references Gnosticism, which is a sect of Christianity that believed that there was these ancient civilizations and the Nephilim, which uh, if you find in Valhalla, the secret images that that priest was out there hunting for, he talks oh. about the Nephilim in mm-hmm. it. And, you know, even in the Bible, there's the concept that God said, you know, if they eat from the tree of life, they'll become one of us. Like there was multiple people there. So I think that it's an interesting concept, this thing that we tell ourselves that we're not the first intelligent uh, humided species, hominid species on the earth. Well, I would uh, absolutely. I, would, I don't care what people think of me with this. I you you look at the you look at the pyramids and there's no way in hell that we 
regressed in architecture so drastically over the course of what? How how old are the are the, the the pyramids at this point? So they were. I think the pyramids, the Great Pyramids, I think were around three thousand BC. BC. So there was. There would have been a regression leading into like 200, 300 AD. Then that regression lasted from like 200 AD to 14 or 1500 AD. Yeah. Like the Dark Ages, though, they say it was just, you know, a little bit of time. It was a lot more time where we kind of like we lost a lot of knowledge. The Library of Alexandria burned. We lost the ability to read hieroglyphics and all these things. So, I, and it, it's, I really th- th- there was a far more intelligent race than the human beings that we evolved from over the last four or five thousand years. Because there's no way that we can get such incredible architectural structures that have. 5,000 years later, still stood the test of time. Quite literal. And, yeah, I mean... Uh, oh, go ahead. And not uh, and not be a more intelligent race. I mean, it, 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 there, there has to be something that, that got in the way of that somewhere, in, in my opinion. And we have no... Like you said, so much stuff was destroyed. So much knowledge. Nothing was either written down or whatever was written down was eradicated from history. It's like, wow. Yeah, I mean, going full on conspiracy theory here, like, you know, I think from a scientific standpoint, like, well, we have proof that dinosaurs existed and that was millions and billions of years ago. Uh, why would we not have proof that this ancient civilization existed? And then I go, well, dinosaurs reigned for millions of years. And the current theory is a comet hit Earth, covered Earth in ash, killed almost all the dinosaurs at the same time, covering them in ash, which would fossilize them. Humanity as we are has only been around 70,000 years or so. Mm -hmm. And if we've gotten where we are within 70,000 years, there's a possibility another civilization got there. And what if they killed themselves through global warming or nuclear war? How long would their structures stay around? Like, would they get destroyed? And then it makes me think of a uh, Horizon Zero Dawn situation Mm. where, like, literally life restarts. And then there's these ruins. But they're only, what, 500 years after the calamity? we could be hundreds of thousands of years after that. And then, well, then you got to start thinking about like, well, what happened to those human bodies? You know, did, did we burn them? Did, you know, like you said, you know, the ash and fire and brimstone that covered the dinosaurs made them fossils and whatnot. Maybe we just didn't have that with the human beings that were riding said dinosaurs and, and beasts that existed at that time. But wouldn't we have still found human beings or humanoid beings that existed during those times and their remains? I don't know. You would think yes. 
but it's a fun theory to play around with. Mm. It is. I know. I, I'm. I'm just thinking. Like, well, what? Maybe they were smart enough that they, you know, they just let the the bones rot away over time, or they 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 had a societal means of like we need to reuse everything we have, and that's why they lasted so long. And then some great disaster of its own came and wiped them out. And then here we are, you know, creating computers that crash for no reason and interrupting Skype calls. Exactly. I mean. I- so one thing I've gotten into while I'm working is there's this guy called Dan Bell on YouTube that goes in and uh, he records dead malls. So either malls that are not yet closed but have very few stores open or he does break the law and he'll break and enter into malls that are closed and he does it for hotels as well. So, like, you know, I'll have on another screen while I'm out there making a PowerPoint him, you know, doing his recording of those dead malls. And I'm like, man, some of these places are only like 30, 40 years old and have only been left abandoned for 10. And like, they're just the greeneries overtaking them. Like, I don't know. It makes me think, like, could a civilization have literally just died off and because time we lost all records of them is that possible yeah i don't know i I mean obviously it is because even in the records of civilizations that we knew existed like you said you know the 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 library of alexandria gone we had there's so much information for these civilizations we knew happened but we don't know what they achieved or what happened within them or anything like that. Imagine what would happen to civilizations we don't know existed. You know? And then yeah. God just said, oh, reset button. Boop. <laughs> we start over here because, you know, it was just like, well, that was a shit project. Well, I mean, we're potentially on the brink. We're, uh, they just announced today that they are not changing back the uh, doomsday clock. And we are for the second year in a row, a hundred seconds till midnight Um, for the longest time. It was measured in minutes till midnight. And we're at the point where they are now measuring it seconds till midnight. Well, at this point, Dr. Manhattan will come in and help us (laughs) and Rorschach to stop whatever is going to warp into New York City and kill millions. Will that change global warming? Mm, Probably not, because we'll probably just start using nuclear energy as we increase our nuclear arsenal. Knowing what happened the past four years, do you believe that a giant squid monster in New York City would really get the world to unite i don't know if it would work i don't know if it would work if it's in new if it's in the united states we've already had one thing in new york that helped rally people around us it would have to be in a country that was equally as globally impactful but right now we're yeah did you watch the watchman tv series yes i think what they did there would be the right thing after the giant squid monster. It would have to randomly rain the squids throughout the world. 
mm. you know, just to keep reminding us that these are a threat out there. Well, that was also the product of a very smart person that did that. We, I don't know if we have someone who has that level of intelligence to get us to that point, but that's just me. Well, I mean, we won't have to worry because soon we'll all have Elon Musk's brain trip and we'll all think the way that Elon Musk tells us to think. Well, he's taking us to the moon. No, he's taking us to the Mars. So Yeah, but the brain chip will make us the Borg. We will all be one. Mm. I don't know. They, they can't force that stuff on me. I'll stick my head in a microwave and <laughs> that'll show them. I actually thought, uh, you know, I go back and forth on writing stories sometimes, and there was there's this story that keeps kicking around my head that was kind of inspired by Doctor Who, but it's like um, an alien technology falls to Earth, and it's invasive, and it infects someone and causes him to create... This was back when, like, the original small Bluetooth headsets were a thing, like mm-hmm. a Bluetooth headset that start selling like hotcakes but what it really does is like if you ever watched Animorphs it's like a yerk it gets into your brain and takes you over and then like I, as I developed it there were like three different stages of people there were like the leaders who were fully intelligent yerk style people then there was like the soldiers and then there were the husk what I called them which were just like zombified technological things and, like, I was thinking of a scene where there was, like, a regular human in a parking garage with no lights on. And he just sees all these blue uh, eyeballs because it's the technology that's gone into them. Mm-hmm. Uh, isn't that isn't that the theme of season two's finale of Doctor Who? Yeah, it was definitely Doctor Who inspired. Because <laughs> they, they all had the Bluetooth things in their heads that... that you know, when he would rip it out, they would die because the Bluetooth had warped into their brains. And I just remember that specifically because one of the people he rips the Bluetooth out of, who's at her keyboard, ends up being one of his followers in in a later season. Yeah, I mean, that fear of technology story is there, though, because I also think, right. like, um, Mass Effect's whole thing is that the technology that's going to come in and wipe the universe or the galaxy fresh to start over again every 10,000 years and every then there's also you know the child the 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 analogy of your children will be your undoing with the uh um with Tali Zora's race and yep. her Borg counterparts why am i drawing a complete blank on everything that has to do with that franchise we right are now. legion i i can't remember their name either but i remember geth. his name's legion the geth. the geth yes yes and i forget what race she is i named my I'm cat after this damn character and i can't think of what race she is <laughs> i'm also pulling a blank on it but oh, man i need to restart that series and stop my watch through of the star wars franchise and get back into mass effect oh yeah (laughs) yeah i don't know how we started from ancient civilizations to fear of technology maybe because technology destroyed them well uh you know maybe you make this portion the stream of consciousness 
you know, and, and that's that's how they get you. You know, they want you to think that you're having an original thought, but they're just trying to force our thoughts away from, hey, there was an original society here. So you want a conspiracy theory. There it is right there. The world has made us all attention deficit so that we'll never focus on what really happened in the past and how they're destroying our ancient civilization so that we won't know the truth about who's in charge. Ancient civilization truthers. Yes. I got it. <laughs> Makes me think I, 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 one of the audio books I listened to last year when I aimed for 20 books was uh, a physics book. And he kind of had a theory that he was talking to, uh, about the theories of free will. And one of his theories is we don't have free will because our atoms are predetermined where they're going to move already. And we can't change the flow of our own atoms. So at an atomic level, we don't have free will, but our brains aren't predetermined. So we have free will of thought, but not of atomic motion. It was interesting. Okay. That, that I'm, I'm intrigued. I like where that's going because I'm literally scratching my beard purely because I have a nervous habit, but you're telling me that the atoms in my hand are already predetermined to do exactly what they're doing in this moment. The the words flying out of my mouth, the conversation that you and I are having are predetermined at an elsewhere. atomic level. Yes. I'm looking around for a <laughs> something to anchor myself right now. <laughs> well, I'm in a foam I'll... box of emotion. <laughs> I'll leave that uh, to fester in your head now uh, mm. as we wrap up. Um, do you have anything to plug by chance? I don't at this time. Uh, last time I plugged something, I ended up not doing it. So <laughs> well, just check don't... out my rantings and ramblings on Twitter at GamerSense, G-A-M-E-R-C-E-N-T-S. That's right. That's an original GamerSense right there. Uh, you know, I will throw out, uh, Colin is one of my other co-buddies, co we're not hosts, we're cohorts. Group, uh, cohorts on the Star Warriors podcast from Don't Forget a Towel, uh, mm -hmm. that is about to become its own podcast in the future that you'll be able to find on its feed instead of part of the Don't Forget a Towel podcast feed. Uh, but check out Star Warriors. We're recording once a month, and we're looking to get more out there. Um, I'm aiming to get together one where I host, where we do a table read of um, Duel of the Fates, which was apparently the original script of Episode Nine, which from my read-through is significantly better than what we got in Episode Nine. So go out there, find Star Warriors. And my final thing is I always end with a quote. Uh, I usually do research, but today, all I got to say is, may the Father of Understanding guide us. May the Father of Understanding guide us. Thanks for coming on, Colin. Thanks for having me, Jake. I appreciate this. All right. Now, my computer's back up. <laughs> do you want me to kill the recording? <laughs>